Welcome to the FMA Mad World. That stands for Free Man's Addendum Mad World. I am your host, Victus D. Void. First and foremost, again, just like last episode, I'd like to apologize for my inconsistent uploads. Uh, life has been rather busy and distracting, so I haven't been able to get into a consistent um, system or a consistent flow. Uh, but I'm here now, and today I want to talk about hunger. Did you know that they want to starve you? <laughs> they want to break you. Recently, the Dutch government chose to put a ban on fertilizers, and Dutch farmers decided to rage in response. And if you ask me, that seems like the only logical reaction to such draconian measures. I should definitely clarify that according to the Dutch government, these measures were only taken in order to combat climate change. So these farmers who are raging about are being ridiculous. How dare they want to provide for their family? Silly Dutch farmers. Come on. You knew the deal. Get your act together. So, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Anyways, ever since the so-called war in Ukraine, the shortage of fertilizer has caused the state of Sri Lanka to collapse due to them not having any food. And also, it turns out that their politicians were lying, scheming, stealing, son of a bitches. But, surprise, surprise, that turns out to be a universal trait amongst all nations' politicians, because guess what? These people are parasites. Moving onwards, today I bring to you breaking news. Well, it's old news, but it's breaking news to you, since I'm assuming most of you guys haven't heard about this stuff. It turns out that the Canadian government has decided to impose a requirement to reduce nitrous oxide emissions from fertilizers, saying it is a greenhouse gas contributing to climate change. <laughs> Glorious. So basically, the Canadian government thinks it's a good idea to enact the exact same policy that has completely destabilized one nation and is in the process of destabilizing another nation and is currently being implemented around the world and is contributing to the disastrous downfall of the world economy. And this is going on right in America's backyard. Now, this is clearly a case of crazy nonsense that has no place in America, right? Well, my friend, back in 2021, the honorably retarded governor of California, Mr. Gavin Newsom, decided to pass a law that aims to eliminate the sale of equipment that uses small off-road engines. They aim to do this by January 1st, 2024, and the California Resources Board is now charged with putting in place a plan to implement the ban. So if you mix these limitations on the agricultural sector with the foolish pandemic social distancing policies that every single nation seems to think is a good idea, you have a clear and obvious agenda. They want to control you by limiting your ability to produce and provide for yourself. They will ban your ability to make food to feed your nation and then they'll keep you trapped in your homes and limit your ability to interact with those you love. While in the meantime, they are currently dividing your society with propaganda and then they will ban your ability to take care of your land with tools like lawnmowers. Might I include that I also suspect that the small engine ban is to limit the use of alternative engines that could be adjusted using, you know, natural human creativity when the time calls for it, but I don't know enough about this to dive deep into that theory. So let's move on to the basic question of who exactly are the they 
I keep referring to? Well, you name it. Is it the World Economic Forum, corrupt politicians on both sides of the political spectrum, by the way? Or is it the societal elites with ties to powerful people? Could it be the race-baiting public speakers who feel the divide with obvious false narratives designed to turn us against one another in order to keep us from uniting against the actual enemies of God? Or is it the <gasps> gay agenda? I have no idea. All I know is that it has to be anyone other than our beloved Mr. Shalom. <laughs> they want to break you. Are you a Rice Krispie treat? Can they make you snap, crackle, and pop? If not, then I suggest you stand tall and keep your head out of the raging waters of chaos while the rest of the fools in the hive mind drown. From there, since we're on the topic of hunger, I found this interesting article that was released back in 2008, and it, it is titled, The Benefits of World Hunger, and it was put out on the UN Chronicle, which is the official magazine of the United Nations. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's read this nonsense. Let's find out what the author of this article, Mr. George Kent, thinks the benefits of world hunger are. It starts out saying, we sometimes talk about hunger in the world as if it were a scourge that all of us want to see abolished, viewing it as comparable with the plague or AIDS. But that naive view prevents us from coming to grips with what causes and sustains hunger. Hunger has great positive value to many people. Wow. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. That sentence alone is just a glaring red flag. Moving on. Indeed, it is fundamental to the working of the world's economy. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially where there is a need for manual labor. We in developed countries sometimes see poor people by the roadside holding up signs like, we'll work for food. Actually, most people work for food. It is mainly because people need food to survive that they work so hard either in producing food for themselves in substance level production or by selling their services to others in exchange for money. How many of us would sell our services if it were not for the threat of hunger? More importantly, how many of us would sell our services so cheaply if it were not for the threat of hunger? When we sell our services cheaply, we enrich others who own the factories, the machines, and the lands, and ultimately own the people who work for them. For those who depend on the availability of cheap labor, hunger is the foundation of their wealth. The conventional thinking is that hunger is caused by low-paying jobs. For example, an article reports on Brazil's ethanol slaves, 200,000 migrant sugar cutters who prop up the renewable energy boom. While it is true that hunger is caused by low-paying jobs, we need to understand that hunger at the same time causes low-paying jobs to be created. Who would have established massive biofuel production operations in Brazil if they did not know there were thousands of hungry people desperate enough to take the awful jobs they would offer? <laughs> you, can't, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. Who would build any sort of factory if they did not know that many people would be available to take the jobs at low pay rates? 
Much of the hunger literature talks about how it is important to assure that people are well fed so that they can be more productive. That is nonsense. No one works harder than hungry people. Yes, people who are well-nourished have greater capacity for productive physical activity, but well-nourished people are far less willing to do that work. The non-governmental organization Free the Slaves defines slave as people who are not allowed to walk away from their jobs. It estimates that there are about 27 million slaves in the world, including those who are literally locked into workrooms and held as bounded laborers in South Asia. However, they did not include people who might be described as slaves to hunger, that is, those who are free to walk away from their jobs but have nothing better to go to. Maybe most people who work are slaves to hunger. For those of us at the high end of the social ladder, ending hunger globally would be a disaster. If there were no hunger in the world, who would plow the field? Who would harvest our vegetables? Who would work in the rendering plants? Who would clean our toilets? Who would have to produce our own food and clean our own toilets? No wonder people at the high end are not rushing to solve the hunger problem. For many of us, hunger is not a problem, but an asset. This is what these elites think of you. You are a tool, and when you are down at your lowest points and desperate for help, that is when you are ripe for usage. Think about this. No, this isn't an anti-capitalist rant. I am literally an anarcho-capitalist. But those at the upper end, including governmental elites, they are your enemies and they want to destroy you. They are enemies of capitalism because they are forming unions, parties, groups, and secret societies that are designed and built by the upper elites so they can rule over you like oligarchs and kings. They are your royal blue bloods and you are the slaves. And according to this article, you are hunger slaves. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to fight against this manufactured hunger pandemic. For those of you who believe hunger is an asset and that the suffering of the masses is a good thing, well, Vivictus, Vivictus, when it's time for Babylon to fall, you will burn down with it. That's all I got for you guys today. It's your man, Victus D. Void. Make sure you check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Aside from that, stay focused, stay alert, and of course, God bless.